Hi, I'm Carlyn Holbrook. I'm a John Maxwell team certified coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, published author, and influencer with more than 25 years of global leadership experience. If there's one thing I've seen firsthand time and time again, it's that the best leaders inspire others to follow their purpose and their passions, while the influence of a bad leader can literally tear down people's potential. Join me for a few sips of leadership tips that will help you become a better leader by first conquering the hardest person to lead, you. Fall is here, fall is here. Well, sort of. I live in Florida. Um, So kind of fall is in the air. Uh, A light side to a very dark side of Hurricane Ian is um, it seems to have pulled out all the humidity for a while. And we've been having some beautiful weather in Florida. So it feels like our version of fall is here. Which, by the way, in Florida, our version of fall is like, oh, high 70s, early 80s. I know it's very different for the rest of the country. I have so many friends from, you know, upper upper northeast and the Midwest and um, even southern states who all are like, oh, I miss seasons. I miss seasons because they live in Florida. And, well, I grew up in Southern California, lived there most of my life, and now I've lived in Orlando for a total of, oh, gosh, 13 years, I think, um, back and forth. You know, I moved back to California and then came back to Florida. Um, so I, I don't understand these seasons that everyone speaks of. I don't miss them because I've never had them, frankly. I can see the appeal. I did go up to Boston a few years ago to visit a friend, and it was beautiful. It was cool and crisp, and all the leaves changed colors. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But I'm, like, not yearning for it. It was pretty. I personally, and again, maybe this is just me because we all are welcome to believe and feel whatever they want as far as, you know, the changing seasons go, but I will trade fall leave color changes and all that um, for 80 degrees on Christmas. Um, my idea of a white Christmas is a white sandy beach, and I am perfectly cool with that. I did, you know, we live out in Lake Nona, if anyone knows where that is, in Orlando. And so we do have a lot of green around us, especially our neighborhood on the outside of our, our it's beautiful, just green and trees forever. And I saw one tree that was changed in like an auburny color. So I was like, see, we have fall in Florida. That one tree changed. I don't know. Yeah, it's weak sauce. Anyway, um, but the other thing I love about fall is I do love pumpkin. Pumpkin flavors and pumpkin spice lattes at Starbucks are good. They're a little sweet for me because, you know, I'm not a sweet coffee drinker. I like some flavored coffees, but I don't like sugar in my coffee. I don't like sweetener. I don't like a lot of syrups and stuff. But they're nice, I think, on, you know, like when you need dessert, little something sweet. I actually do prefer their their pumpkin foam cold brew because I love the cold brew because it's like straight up nitro, straight up, you know, coffee. No ice. I don't like it iced down. And um, the pumpkin cream on the top is just enough. Like just gives you a little bit of that hint. It's awesome. And, of course, um, you know, living in Florida, Publix always turns out some great pumpkin pies and different things. And then Trader Joe's has like pumpkin everything. Oh my gosh, I just had pecan, pecan pumpkin oatmeal for breakfast from Trader Joe's. Um, No, they don't sponsor me. And yes, this should be a commercial. Just kidding. Um, But anyway, just all the pumpkin. And 
But there are definitely, you know, so those are fun things about fall. Pumpkin patches. I'm trying to get my husband to go to a pumpkin patch with me just because I've never really been to like a real one. I mean, again, I grew up in San Diego, so our version of quote-unquote pumpkin patches where they brought a bunch of pumpkins around and arranged it so it felt like you were walking around and picking your own pumpkin out. Um, eh, whatever. Um, but anyway, then pumpkin pancakes, and I, I can go on forever. Pumpkin everything. But there are definitely things about fall I'm not a super fan of. So corn mazes. Yeah, I don't understand the appeal of these. This just seems scary and like children of the cornish, you know, like corn ish corn and um I was I was thinking I was talking to Todd the other day and I was like why I've never liked the concept of mazes in general like human mazes mazes that you run through I don't know maybe it's the whole like mice are supposed to be in a maze and like get the cheese and you know what can so who moved my cheese was a great book by Ken, Ken Blanchard love it a lot of leadership leadership lessons in that and um but I, yeah, the concept of it. And he's like, well, you know, it might be some of your control freak dumb. And I don't take that personally. I'm, I'm a recovering control freak. And I definitely still have times where it's like, no, no, I, that's not in my control. It's not my in my control. But it, it's like it posed a really interesting thought. I was thinking about that in terms of, you know, mazes and leadership. I promise there is a point to all of this. Um, is I think the reason I don't like mazes, those big giant human mazes, is because you really only have the next decision in front of you. So you either go right or left, right or left, or I guess if straight's an option, but usually it's right, left, right, left, right through the whole thing. You don't you don't get a chance to really lift up and like see the bigger picture of where you're going and then able to navigate where you're going. So in, even, even if you know and you're told at the beginning – at the end of the maze, either you get a prize or you get out or whatever that is. If you don't have it in front of you, if you don't see it in front of you, you just feel lost and like, what on earth am I doing this for? And I feel like I'm just going around in circles. So I I was thinking about mazes as a kid, though. I loved doing the um, mazes on paper. And I would always try to challenge myself to like not pick up my pen. Like, first of all, doing it in pen, not pencil. What? Like, whoa, I'm pro. Um, but I would always challenge myself to not pick up the pen off the paper. Like, so it, so like you don't make a mistake, right? But you just have to keep going and moving forward through that maze. But what what I liked about it is, yeah, and sometimes it would be challenging, but your mind and your eyes always had to stay just like a tiny bit ahead in order for you to be able to make the next right turn right with your pen left right left right up down you know through the whole thing to get to the end without any mistakes without running through walls or whatnot and I feel like this is such a great analogy for leadership because if you're not you know like if you're not holistically painting a picture for your team of what the bigger path is and what the bigger vision is especially what the end goal is and the outcome is then aren't you just kind of running back and forth, back and forth, back and forth? And it's a flurry of activity, and you're probably exhausted, but you don't see the reward, you don't see the path, you don't see that. And I think that's when people get frustrated and, and you know, they don't feel they lack purpose, and they start to want to join the great resignation and move on to other things. Um, I also don't like kind of haunted houses for the for the record, too as we're talking about things that are fearful. And I think also it's because I don't like the real people ones because you also can't predict people's behavior. Like, I don't mind the Haunted Mansion at, you know, Disney Parks. It's a great ride. It's a great attraction. And 
I don't even mind ones that have audio animatronics in there or they're jumping out at you or whatever. Um, but when you have real people that are jumping out at you, you can't predict their behavior. You don't know what they're going to do. And chances are, if you freak out or seem startled, they're probably going to double down on you. Um, I've had that experience visiting. And again, I've never done Halloween Horror Nights, and I'm not a not scary farm person either. I've never done any of those. The closest I ever got to a theme park experience is when they did a mummy thing at Universal many, many years ago in California. And they had people, like, jumping out of you. I'm like, yeah, not hard pass. Nope, not doing this. And, of course, I was nervous and freaked out and kind of just, like, walking through almost with my eyes closed like a little kid. And the guy continued to follow me. And I'm like, yeah, no, see, this is where I'm – no, thank you. Anyway, I digress. Um, but I think about all this type of things that we encounter and fall. And, again, whoever loves those, great, good for you. Um, have at it. Have a good time. I will enjoy the parts of fall that I like, and you can enjoy the parts of fall that you like with – you know, haunted houses and corn mazes and stuff. But anyway, let's get into some sips because I think as we think about this in terms of the behavior um, that we have, I feel like there's a lot of good leadership analogies that we can see all around us here in this fall season. All right, sip number one. Lift up out of the corn maze and keep your eye on the prize. I think just like we talked about, we really need to make sure as leaders that we are continually continually reminding our teams of why we exist what our what our purpose is what our vision is for the team for for the business for the organization whatever it is that we're involved in and and I think also just to make sure that anything that falls outside of that that we're stepping in as leaders and saying hey this doesn't align with our vision this is taking our time away this is making us run into walls this is making us have a flurry of activity of left, rights, not sure where to go. And we're getting lost in the maze as opposed to a clear path in the maze to the prize. So important as leaders that we do that for our team members. All right, second sip. Like the haunted house, don't see people as scary. Just get curious about them. So I think because, you know, the haunted house is scary because behavior is unpredictable, right? We don't know what people can do. I have no control over somebody else's actions. And that goes for every aspect of our life, people in our lives. But if we think of people as not intimidating or we don't think we don't see people as kind of afraid to confront or someone else who's confrontational kind of coming up in our face about things or you know, we're not intimidated by the situation or kind of nervous, or maybe it's somebody with a big fancy title that makes you nervous and you have to present in front of them. Don't see people as scary. See them, get curious about them. There's no reason that we should feel intimidated or feared, fearful of any other human on this earth. Those humans are no better than any one of us. We are all equal. And what I mean by that is just because somebody has a title or a role, and I know I've talked about that a million times in our, in my podcast with you all, but it's really important that we recognize that because I think that that does put fear into our hearts and nervousness into our hearts. And actually, we don't act like our best selves in those situations because we're giving another person power over how we feel and how we act and react. And if you don't see people in that way, maybe get curious about them. Like, okay, well, why Why do they say things the way they do? Why do they act the way they act? Even people who drive us nuts, you know, the people who are 
territorial and the people who want to, you know, not share and not collaborate and keep things close to the bus or, you know, people who throw other people under the bus. Those are always fun. Or people who take credit for other people's work. Yeah, all bad things, right? And all frustrating things and all very opposite leadership behaviors, not leaders. But could we get curious about them too? And just think about, okay, well, why do they take credit for people's work? Why do they get, you know, territorial about things? Why don't they want to collaborate? Well, it's insecurity, 100% insecurity. All the reasons. It's never personal towards you. And I know it's really, really hard not to take things personally because I have partners that I work with that are, that are all these things. But then I remind myself, wow, they must be so insecure and so desperate for someone to pat them on the back and go, wow, look at the work you're doing and good job. And just to feel accomplished and whole, that they're willing to throw people under the bus, take credit for other people's work, take credit for their own team's work. Ugh seen it all but if we get curious maybe we can have a little bit of empathy that man they just must be a very miserable and insecure person to have all those feelings and to make those actions again not excusing the behavior at all but then it doesn't bother me as much or I don't fear it as much I just uh, unfortunately we have to expect people to be who they are and if that's who they are then why should we expect them to be any different But just show them and role model to them, here's what real leadership looks like. It's none of those things. All right, last sip. So we talk about the changing leaves. So what do you enjoy about the changing leaves? Even if you've never really lived in seasons like someone like me, think about the changing leaves and colors and recognize that change is good. And it's not something to be feared, but embraced and navigated through. If we love like the changing seasons when, oh, pumpkin's back and the fall leaves have changed and there are things in the air that show us that the weather's a little different. Uh, There's different things on TV. TV's back, you know, different things. Change is good, right? So how do we apply that feeling of not being fearful of change to every aspect of our life as being changed leaders, as embracing it, as navigating through it, helping our teams and our people navigate through that and see the beautiful colors that that transform as part of change instead of focusing on maybe you know around the corner we know a changing season is when things the leaves fall off and there is a winter and there will be a winter but for now we're in harvest season this is fall and we are harvesting and enjoying that transformational time together and I, I do believe that God created each season for a purpose, regardless of what you believe. That's what I believe. And, you know, fall is for harvest. Winter is for things to, things do die and hibernate. But to also get ready for spring is always around the corner, the, the great awakening. And then summer is when we toil and we plant and we do. And I think that's the same thing in our lives, is if we think of our lives and, and the the different stages of our lives, the seasons of our lives, when we think about them as we do the na- natural seasons around us, then fall is just a great period of transformation and change and harvest because fear, it's all in our head. Fear of corn mazes or haunted houses or even the people that we work with that might intimidate us or bother us. It's our job as leaders to navigate the corn mazes 
and to help our teams not be fearful of anything that might intimidate or frighten them. So go out there, enjoy a good corn maze, go to a haunted house, and of course, enjoy your pumpkin spice latte. Thank you for having a cup of coffee with me. For more sips and tips, connect with me on social and follow Leader Sips on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. And don't forget to visit my website, carlinholbrook.com. Until next time, keep on brewing.